everyone. Welcome to the Utter Talk, episode 691. I'm Chaya Goldstein, speech language pathologist and person who stutters, here with Patrick Campbell, one of the editors and contributors of the newly released Stammering Pride and Prejudice book. Today, we will be discussing the purpose of this book, including his chapter, People with Stigma, a Reflection on Stigma, Again, stammering in society and the stammerer. Patrick Campbell is a stammerer and doctor living in Cambridge, England. Through his personal experience, he has developed an interest in a public and self-stigma intertwined to produce disability for people who stammer and how this debilitating process can be altered through seeing positive value in stammering. Patrick has re- recently enjoyed editing the book Stammering Pride and Prejudice. During lockdown, he has gotten back into jogging. Patrick, it's a real pleasure to have you. Welcome to Stutter Talk. It's a pleasure to, 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 to be here. Hi, thank you for having me. My pleasure. So we're here to discuss today the book Stammering Pride and Prejudice, and we're really doing this as a series, um, getting to hear from as many of the editors um, and hopefully writers of the book. So Patrick, tell me, what made you decide to bring this book together? I know it was you and Sam and Chris, so fill me in. I suppose it was a lot to do with my own experience of stammering, which, which for 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 a lot of the time, has been about shame, stigma, and lo- loneliness t- to an extent as well. And um, when I sort of came across these different ways of thinking about stammering, where stammering isn't something bad, and where even stammering is something to be proud of, it was something that I just I just found so empowering and powerful and it, it really helped me to understand my own speech and the ways I thought about my, my, myself. And it was just something I really wanted to, 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 to share and having an accessible format for other people to read and, and come to. So that, that's really where, where the book where the book for me came from was from my own negative e- experience and then having this sort of empowering moment of, well, not, not sort of moment, it's sort of over time coming to see different and positive ways of seeing stamina and looking for a way to, 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 to share that. And I've been really fortunate to become involved in, in this book with Sam, Chris and all of the fantastic authors we've got involved to, 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 to share a slightly more positive outlook on stammering. So um, when, when did the change happen for you? I think, I mean, it wasn't a moment. It was, it was very slow. So um, it's interesting. I think about five or six years ago, I did a stutter talk with Peter Reitzis. Um, and I suspect if you re-listen to that, I was still talking in a medical model kind of way back then and that was just five or six years 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 ago but over time after meeting sam sam simpson she she did a few talks 
on the social model as applied to 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 to, to, to stammering and reading blogs online like did 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 did, did I stutter and seeing some people start to do art around their stammering as well just slowly opened me up to a different way of thinking about stammering and it was really I mean I guess for every person who stammers it's a real journey and it, and it really has been a journey for me coming to appreciate my stammer from a completely different perspective than I used to where it was just something to be ashamed of. Can you further break down the medical model versus what this book focuses on, the social model? So, yeah, the medical model is how we normally tend to think about stammering. And it's, well, I spend most of my day thinking in the medical model. I'm a, I'm a pediatric doctor. And when you come to hospital with, 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 with something like appendicitis, you really want somebody thinking in, in the medical model way. So the medical model... Um, sees sort of a problem, which is what's causing the disability. So for someone in a wheelchair, the problem might be a spinal injury. For someone who stammers, the problem is the stammering in their speech. And um, the, uh, the medical model then focuses on trying to fix that. So say if you've got a spinal problem causing you causing you to be unable to walk, the medical model tries to fix that 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 spinal in injury through surgery or phys physiotherapy to make you able to walk. For, for, for stammering, the equivalent might be um, trying certain breathing te 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 techniques or um, delayed auditory feedback devices so that you can then speak fluently. It's, it's about the medical model is about fixing things. It's about bringing them back to the norm. Um, for, for society. The social model takes a different view. So the social model looks at the environment around that, that so-called disorder. So for somebody with a spinal injury, the social model would push for changes to their environment to make, to make their world more accessible. So rather than looking for surgery on their, on their spine, um, the social model would 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 suggest that we need ramps so people can access buildings, even if they are in a wheelchair. And although although, although it seems like um, quite a straightforward way of looking at things, it really just changed how you approach problems for stammering. So if we're no longer trying to fix stammering back to fluency, and we're instead looking to change the environment you talk about a lot of different things we can do so we can give people who stammer more time we can make an accepting and kinder environment for them um, and through 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 these things we can make people who stammer live better lives rather than just trying to cure their stammer it's it it's itself mm -hmm. and there's um this this book speaks to the same narrative, exactly what you're saying, um, looking at things from the social model. Why did you feel that it was important to write this book? So for me, it was all about um, understanding our lives as people who stammer. So I think I went through a lot of my, 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 my life seeing my stammer as my problem 
something that I had to overcome and beat, something that I had to hide for a lot of my life. And I really bore that sort of held that burden on myself. Stammering was my was my problem. Whereas the social model sees stammering as a as a sort of societal thing to try and improve access to and try and allow me more time to speak to try and allow me to feel positive for 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 for, for myself and um, that was just such an empowering thing for me and I think for other people to tend to, to not see see ourselves as broken and this this disordered but rather to see us as having unique voices which just don't fit into this fluency orientated society in which we, we, we all live Patrick so this brings me actually to your chapter in the book and it's titled people with stigma a reflex action on stigma against stammering in society and the stammerer and I want to quote a sentence that stood out for me and I'd love to hear your feedback so you say I want to explore how I feel society is to blame for 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 the difficulties people who stammer have through life, how stigma uh, uh, against stammering is widespread, how the world is subtly set up to disadvantage people who stammer, and how consequently people who stammer can come to live their life with a pervasively negative but uh, uh, unwarranted view of their own speech. Can you speak to that, please? Yeah, so I guess what I wanted to lay out in my chapter is how the world looks if you're a person who stammers. And I think um, one of the phrases I use is that we live in a world designed for fluency. So um, when we go into a bank or we go into a post office, we're expected to, 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 to speak fluently. When we go into an interview for, 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 for a job, it's expected that, that we have fluent and rapid commun- commun- communication. And what I wanted to also highlight is that there's been a lot of research done in the academic sphere that holds up that people generally have negative and stereotyped views of people who 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 who, who stammer. So work by um, Michael Boyle and um, Saint. Saint 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 Louis has repeatedly shown that 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 the people who stammer are appeared appear weak and and less confident than people who are fluent. And I think it's really important to for people who who, who stammer to recognise the role this stigma plays in their own lives and the fact that when you live in this world of stigma, how that stigma can then become internalized into into you and you can come to come 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 to see your own speeches weak and un, unconfident yeah and you write about this self Enigma. Can you tell us a little more about what that is? Yeah, so self-stigma is when you internalize the stigma around yourself. 
So um, when we constantly see characters um, characters on TV who stammer being villains and the joke of the piece, we, we can slowly internalise that to think that's what people who stammer are. And when we start to internalise thoughts like that, then 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 we become then we begin to apply those own those 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 own stereotypes to 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 ourselves. So we see ourselves as these weak and broken characters, and it's really that sort of internalisation of stigma which played a large role in my life, and I think for a lot of people who stammer plays a role in their lives like when we when we sort of avoid words and um engage engage in all of those so-called avoidance behaviors i think a lot of that come down to eternal internalized stigma around 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 stammering and the fact that we feel our voice shouldn't be heard because that's that's the repeated signal we've got from society throughout our lives and something else you write about is the fact that it's a hidden disability, which which in a way makes it more challenging. Yeah, I think it totally does. I mean, um, and I think it's important that we have the ability to hide it as well. So because we can hide it, we feel like we should. Um, and because sometimes we can hide it, we can hide it, we, we, we become tempted to 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 always try and pass as fluent so we don't experience that stigma which is out there in the world towards people who who's who's who stammer i think i think i think i think almost that if we always stammered repeatedly on the same words or the same number of times in each sentence it would be so much easier mm-hmm. um to accept stammering and for it just to be part of who we are but because we feel like we can almost hide it, we can almost act normal and fluent. We've always got that temptation to try and be fluent, so we have, so we we avoid the stigma associated with 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 with, with stammering. And in your chapter, you also present the cure for stigma, namely pride. Yeah. So um, I guess for, for for me, the way I've started to change how I think about stammering is by starting to see the positives in it. Um, so the community it's brought me, I mean, I've had a great time meeting and connecting with people who stammer over my life at, 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 at conferences, over Skype, in support groups. And I think um, there's, there's so many positives which have came from my own experience of stammering that's helped to weigh down, uh, weigh against this stigma and and people elsewhere in the book especially chris um talk talk a lot about what we have what we have to be proud about when we when we stammer or what we have to gain from so i think one example chris uses is the fun fun, vulnerability it brings to us and the way it makes us um, more vulnerable and the way we can have more more honest and more authentic conversations when we 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 stammer and just being around these sort of positive viewpoints has really really helped me to tackle all of the negative thinking i i I had around stammering go actually there's 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 these really good positive things we get from stammering as well how how important do you think it is to be plugged in with the community of other people who stutter and are proud in order to combat 
the shame and the stigma? For me, it's been, 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 been vital to feel that I'm part of a bigger group working towards something. And um, I mean, obviously, it'll sort of differ, differ from person to person how much they find it important to them. But that sense of tribe, of there being a stammering community has been so powerful for, for me. And I think you can see in, in sort of other right movements, especially the LGBT rights movement, that the sense of community and um, joint pride has been really important to making powerful and lasting changes to society to accept difference and I think unless we we come together as as a community of stammerers then we can't really expect to affect change in the same 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 way now I want to give a little pushback on externalizing the issue of stammering and putting it exclusively on society of course we hear both sides of the uh 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 argument. And the other side might say uh, to point fingers at society that is either clueless um, or uninformed would be the less effective way to deal with this issue. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I think I think that it's important to have that internal locus of control and try to do something yourself but I think you really risk becoming part of the problem rather than part of the the solution something I write about in my chapter is how I feel people who stammer can sometimes become part of the negative narrative towards towards stammering I see some people talking about how they've overcame or cured their stammer how it was, you know, especially sort of celebrities like Bruce, Bruce, Bruce Willis, they really portray their stammer as something which they used to have and is now overcome. And I think actually when you start to do that, you can become part of the problem rather than part of the solution. If you're pushing this thing where people who stammer need to overcome their stammer to succeed, then I think there's a real risk there that you actually worsen stigma and shame for people who stammer so i don't think so i think it's really important that um we fight it on a societal level rather than just a personal one mm-hmm. how can we fight this on a societal level so i think that there's, there's there's lots of things we can do for me it's always about you know it's that old saying um think global act local and i think sometimes the most important things we can do is actually talk 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 to a talk talk to our family friends and work about about how stammering and maybe it's just about leaving the society around us a little bit better for the next person who stammers who comes along so if you can for instance make a change at work where they give you extra time um, as a person who stammers maybe for the next person who stammers who who comes along they won't have such a hard time asking for extra time so if we can just make those those little changes around us to those we know closely then I think over time that builds up but obviously on a wider level we can um, write about it and shout about 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 stamina and I think especially 
online, we're starting to see some really powerful movement starting to grow. Yeah, I'm actually smiling. I'm thinking of the Stama campaign in England. Do you want to speak to that? Um, I've not I've not been that involved in the Stammer campaign, actually. Uh, I used to be a, a vice chair, but um, I stepped down just before all of these changes happened. So I've not been that that that, that involved. Obviously, it's been quite um, a big thing for the 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 the, 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 the stammering charity or 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 over here. of changes have you seen or participated in that are giving you a positive sense um so something i've started doing 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 recently is with sam again um so we've started to do workshops which involve both speech and language therapists and people who stammer learning together so um the idea of you know, like typically, um, speech and language therapists um, do sort of professional learning by 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 themselves. But what we've been trying to do is get people who stammer and speech speech and language therapists in the same room so that they learn 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 together. And there's that sort of core offering of knowledge, so that um, both sets of people can learn from each other. So that's one thing I've been involved in recently. That's wonderful. And and um, Patrick, what I love about what you're saying and doing is that while you're saying that society has to be the one making the changes, you're actively engaged in that process to facilitate the positive change. Yeah, I think that we all have to be part of this change if we want to, to see it happen. We we all might do little different different bits of it but i think it's important that we all try and contribute how and what we can what was your favorite part of creating this book um i I think it's been an absolute joy to write it really has been one of the best experiences of my life um and from start to to finish we've just had such a great range of contributors i mean one of the pleasures of reading the book, of, of um, editing the book, was that I got to read the chapters for the first time. So I got this sort of this sort of sneak peek um, and got to think about and read about everything a few years ahead of everybody else. So that was a real, real pleasure. And I think um, my my experience of working with Chris and Sam, um, we used to uh, edit the chapters every two weeks on Skype on a Monday night. And that those those were actually really nice, 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 nice sessions sometimes to sort of think through stammering problems and talk through lots, lots, lots of the issues. I guess I feel like I've, 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 I've been able to have a sort of, um, a sort of, um, that, that, director's commentary on the book as it went 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 along and I've really enjoyed that experience 
Let's talk about the layout. So I told this to Chris when we spoke, the book doesn't exactly have an order. And and as I wrote it, sometimes I found it a little confusing and jarring, but at the end, I felt like I just read a piece of art. Can you speak to that? Yeah, so it started out with order. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it I, at, at the start, we planned to have order. So so I, I, I sort of said, why don't we try and break it down into four sections? I think it was prejudice, pride, community therapy. Um, but then the problem was we realized we just wanted people to write things they were interested in. And the chapters didn't fit, fit neatly into any sort of sections, really. Um, so it was like, oh, this isn't going to work. <laughs> and then then we got really great art back as well and at the start we weren't thinking about including art but then we included one piece and we're like this is really nice and it allows us to to sort of go beyond what the written word can say you know art allows you to think and see things differently in the poetry and the pictures I think just really beautifully added to the whole piece we were like we have to include as much of this as we can as well so we ended up with like all of this and we were like, how do we possibly organize this? Um, and the way I rather pompously tried to describe it is I'm, I'm not sure if you've read poetry books before, but um, I guess poets typically, they don't sort of order their poems, but they choose which poems should go next to each other based on artistic merit. And I guess that's kind of how we try to do it. Um, is 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 it's kind of like a poetry book, in the the in the, the chapters link, but maybe not in the way you'd expect. And it's supposed to roughly go from prejudice to, to pride throughout the book. I think it does, but it's, it's yeah. I mean, I really hope people enjoy um, the kind of messiness which it has to it to an extent, which I think reflects life and stammering experience. Not everything is sort of ordered neatly um yeah 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 i i thought it was an enjoyably messy but in the best way experience where it felt so resonant with stuttering the unpredictability of it and the unexpected twists and turns that can happen in life and in your stutter along the way yeah i suppose we wanted the book to almost imitate stammering as much as it could and Although I've never thought about it before, maybe the book's style imitates stammering as well, the way it's sort of interrupted and, and sort of disrupted sometimes. That's a really beautiful idea. Um, yeah. Have you gotten any negative feedback? So not directly yet, Haya. I'm really interested in any feedback because um, I know there's some people who have some really quite strongly negative views on. Um, this sort of approach and I'm really interested to hear what they say but I have to say uh, when we've spoke about the book we tend to preach to the converted um, so we've not we've not had any any bad feedback yet but I'm really it's it's interesting we've had a few people who who have said it's interesting but I don't quite know what I think of it yet Hmm. Um, so there's been quite a few people say that and I'm not sure if they're just holding back some really harsh criticism which they've got saved up and they're 
don't want to say in person, but I think there's also people who are still working through the ideas in the book. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd, I mean, part of me just wants to hear what the world thinks of it. So even if it is negative, then yeah. I'd be completely open to that. So if someone were to want to share their thoughts, where might they write or email to? to um, they could email me personally at patrickcampbell847 at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, be more than welcome to. We've also got a, fit, fit, a Facebook page and I tweet as well. If people could tweet, that would be fantastic. Nice. Um, so I think I'm... I, I think I think you've you've got the link for from my Twitter in your show notes. So if people wanted to 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 tweet us what they thought of it, that would be great. As I said, all feedback accepted, negative or positive. This is something, you know these these ideas around some are around stammering are, are something which is still growing and 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 evolving, and we really want everybody to feel a part of that. Um, and even if the criticism is negative, hopefully we can all learn from it. Yeah, I think in a large part, this is very much an ongoing conversation, Patrick. Yeah, absolutely. It's still a complete open book, <laughs> ironically. Um, and and I'm really excited about that. I'm excited to, to see what 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 comes next in the the, 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 the stammering community and what comes from these conversations around pride. Yeah. Is there something coming next? Um, I don't think um, Sam, Chris and I have anything big planned at the moment. Obviously, Chris mm-hmm. had a child two days after the book. So <laughs> I think I think Chris sadly has his hands full at the moment. But I think we're all agreed one day we're going to do Sambrine Pride and Prejudice 2.0. Um, but I think it'll be when we feel that um that that book needs to be written i mean i think at the moment we want to see what people make of this book before we move on to the next mm-hmm. chapter and, and and stories if someone wants to buy the book where can they do that yeah so there's so there's two different places um there's in the in in the usa we've got stuttering therapy resources um run by scott yaris so i think that's stutteringtherapyresources.com or if you just put stuttering therapy resources in google i'm sure it'll pop up as well um and that's for probably the us and the americas that's probably your best place to go if you're in the uk or europe um or anywhere else in the world then um our main publishers are j j j jnr press and again if you just google stammering pride and prejudice jnr press it should pop up as a link to buy it and we're also on amazon in the uk but not in the us so you can get it that way as well awesome i'll make sure to put those links into this talk thanks you're welcome patrick what other thoughts would you like to share, be it about your chapter, about the social model of disability, about any ongoing events that listeners might want to know? Anything else? Um, I think I just want people to feel like they can get involved and in that the, in the, they have a voice. Um, I think the more people we can get writing and thinking about stammering in different ways is really important. So I just really encourage anyone out there um 
who wants to to start thinking about and writing about stammering in a way which isn't the way the rest of society thinks about it because I think we can only gain from that yeah and there are immunities um, international and then local as well that people can plug into so in the U.S., there is the NSA, the National Stuttering uh, 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 Association. What about in the U.K.? So we've got um, Stammer, or what was formerly known as the British Stammering Association, and they've got support groups dotted all around the country who people can can join. I think everything's went online now, so no matter where you are, um, you can find a support group, and you can probably go to one every day. So um, <laughs> that's true. been one, one advantage of, of, of the recent changes. True, true. Um, Patrick, there's there's so much more that we can talk about. Um, maybe we'll get another chance because I know you're a doctor and you get to engage with people on a personal level and there's lots to talk about w- with stammering. Um, but we're going to wrap up for now. So I want to thank you for joining me to discuss um this really important book and important topic and i thank you for your time thank you hiya you're so welcome